0: This is Heart to Heart with Hospice Quinty on 91X. Heart to Heart features important and worthwhile conversations about hospice palliative care and end-of-life issues tackling the tough issues with tenderness and the difficult discussions with dignity. Here is Jennifer May Anderson. I'm here today with Warren Powell, who is the pre-arrangement director of Burke Funeral Home in Belleville, and I'm going to be talking to Warren about the role of funeral homes and the importance of planning in advance. So, Warren, could you tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, Burke Funeral Home?
1: Certainly. Thank you, Jennifer. Um, I've been with uh, Burke Funeral Home for about the last 19 years. Uh, I'm an Ontario licensed funeral director and have been for just coming up to 42 years. Um, I specifically take care of the pre-planning at Burke Funeral Home. Uh, so many people are learning the benefits and value of pre-planning that more and more people are doing it all the time. So uh, they need one funeral director dedicated to do just that. And that's my role at the Burke Funeral Home. So.
0: I think that that's really encouraging to hear. One of the things we talk about at hospice is about advanced care planning, which is about Mm -hmm. you're looking ahead to what your medical needs might be. And uh, so I think that's really positive that people are taking this step to plan in advance. So obviously you have lots of experience. Um, How has that role changed or how have people approached things differently now than maybe they did years ago since there is this interest in planning ahead?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more interest in planning planning ahead. The big changes as far as in the funeral industry or funeral service, if you will, is um, the one word cremation, and that's changed over the last few years. Uh, When I first came to the Burke Funeral Home, we were about 20% cremation. Um, as opposed to burial, and now we're about seventy-five to eighty percent cremation. So that word cremation changes a lot of things, and people have some misconceptions about cremation and so forth. But it changes the type of services people have, and uh, we have to be a little more creative uh, with families that want this or they want that, and so that's a challenge for us. And I would say that's one of the biggest changes that over the last fifteen twenty years. Yeah.
0: So, what are some misconceptions about funeral homes? And the role that they play when people are making those funeral, pre-planning their funeral
1: arrangements. Sure. Uh, One of the misconceptions, I would think, is that people uh, have an idea that you have to do certain things. And really, with cremation now, cremation actually offers more options to people. So instead of the traditional service where you have visitation, a service in a church or chapel, and off to the cemetery you go, we can be more creative and there's more flexibility. We have what we call celebrations of life or memorial gatherings and so forth. So cremation offers more options, and um, people don't really understand that. They think they have to do certain things, and uh, we say, well, you can do this, you can do that, and, and And they're just amazed that, oh, I didn't know you could do that. I thought you had to do this and so forth. So um, it just adds more variety to the the selection of services available. So
0: So what would you say um, are things that people are choosing now that might be different from what we think of that traditional service that that you said about in a church or chapel and then off to the cemetery what what things are people doing that are more creative or or more different
1: well they're incorporating um as the service itself traditionally we we saw service with a clergyman and uh visitation prior to you know one or two days of visitation with a casket present an open or closed and so forth but now with cremation a lot of times people are being cremated beforehand and so what would be present would be an urn and the urn could be present for visitation or in, a, in the church or chapel and so forth and then you go to the cemetery uh, for the interment, if that's the case. Uh, people sometimes are having what we call celebrations of life or memorial gatherings and that can be in our lounge area where you can have food present all at the same time and um, And in some cases, there's no structure to the services where in a typical funeral service, you have a beginning, a middle and an end sort of thing. But you can just have a a time where people stand up and speak or uh, there's no speakers. You can have an MC sort of thing rather than a a clergy or or a dedicated person to to, uh, officiate at the service. So there's a lot of different things coming all the time. Sometimes we have outdoor services. Very creative. You can have liquor licenses and all those different things, all the things that are available to more personalize the service.
0: I would think that if there are all these options, pre-planning might become even more important. I can just imagine uh, if a family, if there's been no pre-planning, that might be overwhelming all the choice that they have. Mm -hmm. So what are the benefits of someone pre-planning? their arrangements?
1: For the individual, you mean?
0: For the individual or for their family.
1: Well, for the individual, I always, I always kind of joke and I say, well, it really doesn't do you much good. What it does for the individual, though, it does give them peace of mind. And this is all about peace of mind. But the, the people who benefit the most are the family, uh, the ones left over, the ones responsible for taking care of your arrangements and your affairs when, when you die. So um, that's the biggest benefit. They get peace of mind knowing that the decisions have been made. And uh, it takes away all the stress because it's the worst time of your life and you have to come and talk to a funeral doctor. You talk about lots of money and you talk about all these decisions. And we talk about 75 to 80 um, different decisions have to be made within just a couple of days. So it can be very stressful. And people say, wonder, what, what did mom want? What did dad want? He never talked about it. She never talked about it. And I always say, the only way for you to get what you want is to plan it yourself. And you have peace of mind for from that, doing that, and your family gain is the real people that gain uh, when your death occurs. Yeah, It's just like planning a will or having your financial affairs in order and having insurance, that sort of thing. This is just a, a big benefit for, for the family.
0: So who would you say uh, should be thinking about making their
1: arrangements? Well, <laughs> well I guess I would say everybody. But uh, I think two reasons why i do pre-planning one is for estate purposes when people say well you know i think it's time we should do this and just get things under underway and unfortunately when there's health reasons and you know you've been to the doctor and so forth and it's not a you know you're you're getting ill and so forth your health isn't very good and unfortunately that's not the best time to do it but it's 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 something you have to do but for estate planning it's uh it's a great benefit it's just part of doing as i say your wills your power of attorney and all that sort of thing um it's all about your family and that's who who gains from it so
0: I know when I talk to people about um advanced care planning, I like to tell them uh, that only 3% of Canadians die unexpectedly, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which means that the vast majority of us are going to have time to think about what we want. And so it's important to think about it and to let other people know, because those conversations are are hard when we don't know what mom would have wanted or what Mm -hmm. dad would have wanted. So if someone is pre-planning their arrangements, what kind of things can they pre-plan?
1: Well, uh, you can plan right from, um, to the smallest little detail, right down to the music. Uh, you can pick out flowers, you can pick out your cards, your stationery you want the present, um, or just do a general um uh arrangement where you know there's going to be a service there's going to be visiting or what have you a reception with food and not get into the details um we can even pencil in a date but most people aren't comfortable with that um so you can do to what degree you want and the more you can do the better it is quite simply yeah
0: so when people are thinking about pre-planning um what are some pitfalls that they should avoid
1: yes and there's one i call the i-factor People come into the office, and uh, they'll sit down, and i will say, do you have an idea what you want? And they respond, well, I want this, and I don't want that, and I want this, and I don't want that. And so I say to them, well, have you talked to your family about this? Because I know you're trying to make it easier for them, but sometimes people make decisions that are easier for them, but in the long run, it's not. And you should consult your family. They may not want to talk about it, but? you should consult them because they might say, well, just a minute, I might want this. And by just coming in and thinking you're taking care of it for them isn't necessarily the best way to do it.
0: Uh, In my other life, uh, I work with churches, and I was asked to officiate at a funeral for a woman who had made all of her prearrangements, and her daughters didn't like any of those (laughs) arrangements, and then they wanted to do a whole different thing. So I think you're right. Those conversations beforehand are important because what I think might be important— for my kids or my brother or sister might not be important for them to have happen. Um, So what kinds of questions should people bring to you if they've said, okay, I'm going to pre-plan, make my arrangements? What kind of things should they be thinking about before they come and see you?
1: Well, I suppose they should have an idea of what type of service they want, Um, whether it's the traditional um, with the visitation and with the casket present and so forth, and of course, burial or cremation. And um, following the service, a reception, uh, do they want, where do they want it? Do they have a a golf course idea? Do they want it in our chapel, in our visiting room, in our reception room? Uh, Those types of things generally. And then um, we need a certain amount of information for the government, for vital statistics, for registration and so forth. And we help with newspaper notice writing and uh, selecting out stationery, all that type of thing. So um, there's the things they should think about, yeah.
0: And what sorts of resources do you have at the funeral home that can help people as they're working through this process?
1: Yeah, we have a, tons of information about pre-planning and the, and the benefits of it and explaining how it works. We have one particular book that you can fill out and it, it's for a couple or a single person and you record all your information about yourselves and, and um it makes you think about things when you're writing that down and saying, oh, gee, I never thought about this. Maybe we should do this or that. And so we uh, when people come in to make their pre-range or talk about it, we give them one of these books and they take it home and uh, get some thinking about uh, all the details that are necessary when the time comes.
0: I I was really impressed and amazed that you said there were 70 or 80 decisions to make mm-hmm. um, in those couple days after someone dies. If those decisions haven't been made beforehand, what are some things, what are some of those decisions that people are really surprised by when they have to make them?
1: Well, the, the vital statistic uh, thing I brought up, um, that's for the government. Just like when you're born, you're registered, married and divorced, are registered, we take care of the, registering the death. And one of the things is the parents' names of the deceased and the mother's maiden name. Um, now, you don't have to get these, but it is for vital statistics, and we are requested to ask these, and where they were born and so forth. You need the individual social insurance number, their birth date, birth place and what they did for a living that sort of thing it's not very complex but there's people are often wondering why do we need that well we don't but the government requests it and so other information would be at actual details maybe there's a cemetery plot and um, have they ever contacted the cemetery so we can do that for them and do the research and find out what spot it is and so forth
0: there's lots of things to think about if there was one thing that you would like people to know about funeral homes and pre-planning their arrangements, what would that be?
1: Don't feel uncomfortable about calling and setting an appointment to come in to talk to a funeral director. Just come in and talk. Ask the questions. We'll answer every question. We don't hesitate to answer any questions. I'll spend an hour or two hours with somebody just to talk and not hand them a piece of paper and and they just walk off and and come back another time. I can give them a quote. There's Payment plans, if you wish to prepay your services, and most people do, um, I'll give them a quote, and they take it home, and they think about it, and they talk about it, and that's what it's all about. Prearranging offers you a time, a quiet time, to go home, think about it, talk about it, share it with the other family members, and you make a, a better decisions that way, rather than in a stressful time in your life.
0: How different is the experience for you as a funeral director if you are working with a family whose loved one has made prearrangements versus one who
1: hasn't? Okay. I get asked that a number of times, and I'll put it this way, is that there's basically two types of families we deal with. And the one family that has it all prearranged, um, the individual had it prearranged, the, the son and the daughter, for example, come in and said mother had their arrangements all made. And so they just have to spruce up some things and make some little changes, uh, change the newspaper notice and what have you, just some little details. And they're probably in the funeral home 45 minutes, less than an hour. Uh, and the next family comes in, there's the son and the daughter sitting across the desk from the funeral director. And, and uh, so we ask, you know, so do you have an idea what you want? And the daughter says, well, mother wants to be cremated. And the son looks at the sister and says, what? I didn't know that. Mother never talked about it. I thought she wanted to be buried. So you can just imagine the stress they're going through and trying to figure out what mother wanted or may have wanted at the time. So that's the difference.
0: I think that that would, uh, your first scenario sounds to me like it's a much better scenario for everyone involved than the second scenario where people aren't sure what the person wanted. If someone's looking for more information on Burke Funeral Home, where can they go?
1: You can just call me at 613-968-6968. Ask for me, and I'll talk as long as they want.
0: Well, thank you very much, Warren. It was so lovely to speak to you today about this topic, even though it's a difficult one. Um, So thank you very much, and I hope that people will take advantage of of hearing this and start thinking about pre-planning.
1: Thank you, Jennifer. It was a pleasure. You've been listening to Heart to Heart with
0: Jennifer May Anderson of Hospice Quinty. Their mission is to change the lives of the terminally ill, their families, and the bereaved for the better by offering support and companionship. Learn more about hospice at hospicequinty.ca and listen for Heart to Heart regularly at this time on Alternative Radio 91X.